0: And so, I mean, can we take 500 customers at 200 bucks a month? You guys are doing about 100 grand a month in revenue.
1: Well, that's where average is. So, yeah, we are doing currently uh, 75K per month.
0: You are listening to Conversations with Nathan Latka, where I sit down and interview the top SaaS founders, like Eric Wan from Zoom. If you'd like to subscribe, go to getlatka.com. Hey, folks, my guest today is Vlad Jovtenko. He's the founder and CEO of redtrack.io. Red he combines his passion for digital marketing and creating things since 2000. And now, as a founder, he's always looking for to learn from people who are ahead of him on both path and fundraise, but also likes to have a nice life besides startups. Vlad, you ready to take us to the top? Yep. We'll try so to. Is, just to be clear, so is RedTrack bootstrapped today or you've raised? No, we raised and we raised a ah, two raised. times already. Okay. All right. Well, don't tell us how much. We'll chat about that a little bit. But first, tell us, what is the company? What are people paying you for?
1: People paying us to get comfortable uh, daytime when they do digital marketing. Basically, Mm -hmm. they see everything in their campaigns in green, and they know things are going good. If something goes bad, we have automation that can stop the campaigns, let them know, and uh, they will look and address the issues. Why are they paying us money? Because the whole digital marketing is shifting from third-party cookies to first-party data, and that's how RETROC appraise. It helps digital marketers measure their campaign performance across all channels consistently and based on first-party data. So that's what people are paying us
0: for. I love this. Data. Okay, and so, yep. so what are people paying you per month on average?
1: Uh, we uh, For the last two years, that's basically since last time we talked we increased our average revenue per customer from uh 400 to close to 200 dollars per month and that's what people are paying us now of course we have legacy customers we have new customers so that's averages are what they are
0: but just to be clear sorry you said you increased from 400 to 200 that would be a decrease
1: sorry for 40 to 200
0: okay that's what i thought yeah last last yeah, time 200. you came on Last time I came on back in 2019, you told me you were doing about $40 per user yep. per month. Now you're at yep. 200 What yes. drove that expansion?
1: Uh, two things. Uh, we basically were cutting low-tier subscriptions, adding high-tier subscriptions, and to, but not just cutting. We actually were expanding the product for those two years, uh, making sure that when we charge more, we actually deliver the value to those people mm-hmm. who pay more.
0: And Vlad, what is your largest cu- Don't name the customer, but what's your largest customer paying you today annually?
1: Annually, uh, around 60K without overspend.
0: Yep. Okay. Because we and, have so, couple and so of
1: why, do they, why do they pay
0: you so much? Are you upselling seats or features or something else?
1: Uh, we upselling seats and we upselling volume.
0: Volume of what?
1: A volume of data uh, tracked for a particular customer is in billions of clicks per month.
0: Volume of data measured by number of clicks per month. Yep. In this particular so if- case. Okay, so for someone paying you $60,000 a year, how many clicks per month are they managing through your system?
1: Well, uh, slightly more than a billion.
0: A billion in clicks per month? Yep. Wow, that a billion is a big number. It feels like that ACV should be like 120 grand or a million a year or something.
1: Uh, That's our legacy customer. We have actually a very uh, friendly uh, system towards uh, big data, hello And most other customers we have don't have nearly as much volume as this one customer does.
0: I see. Okay. And now how many customers are you working with today total? 500. Okay. 500 customers. And so, I mean, can we take 500 customers at 200 bucks a month? You guys are doing about a hundred grand a month in revenue?
1: Uh, Well, that's where averages. So yeah, we are doing currently uh, 75K per month. Oh, you're very close.
0: You're very yes. close to the million-dollar run rate.
1: Exactly. Yeah, and uh, I mean, I'll be honest, if not, the war in Ukraine would be there. Last three months were a bit rough for us. A lot of customers we had from Europe, uh, actually, they, and actually from Europe, they were on a bit of, uh, not decline, but let's say, uh, steady growth. So we were growing a couple of last months, just one two percent per month, which stopped us short of reaching 1 million aurora which was my goal for June.
0: I didn't know that. So you're, you're currently based in Ukraine.
1: No, uh, we have part of the team in Ukraine, part of the team in Lithuania, part of the team now across Georgia and Tokyo.
0: Wow. Okay. Interesting. Okay. So you're obviously moving pieces around as we deal with, obviously the war going on as well. Right? Yep. Yeah. And how has that impacted you?
1: Uh, I would say, uh, the biggest impact more was on team production, uh, and uh, capacity to move because I know when we have, uh, developers, actually having to run to bomb shelters three times a day that impacts the production in terms of wow. uh, and meaning that uh like part of our company was not working uh, proper full times a part of our company was even being full times. you know people have other things to think about when there's work going on so mm-hmm. it was an impact it was mostly a mental impact to the uh production rates but i'm uh, grateful to the whole team that uh, they managed to find strengths to actually also think about the company, not to only about things that are more important than business.
0: Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. No, this makes sense, and I'm glad that, you know everyone's okay, and you're managing through yep. and still growing. Uh, you didn't grow as fast as you wanted, but you're still growing, which is great. Yep. Uh, now, how many folks are on the team full-time today?
1: Uh, we have 35 people. Uh, sorry, uh, two people will join next week, so we will have 35. Now we have 33 people full-time. And actually, we expanded ourselves into New World. We have three people in our Brazilian office to address most of its customer success, our uh, U.S. and Heredia customers, customers.
0: For everyone listening New right World. now who, is, who are based in Europe looking to expand to Brazil, how did you find those first three employees in Brazil?
1: Amazing. We are extremely happy.
0: Yeah, but how? For anyone listening right now who's based in Europe and wants to expand to Brazil how what can they learn from you how can you how did you find your first three uh,
1: well we a, used uh linkedin just to find people who worked in companies that looked like our right profile so basically doing the uh recruiting uh ourselves uh, but uh surprisingly the path to us was opened by our first brazilian hire when we had a local ad she reached out to us hey guys i want to join the team said well and it was about COVID time, so we already said to work remotely. Why not? So we uh, confirmed her suggestion. We hired her, and we found uh, her to be an amazing uh, team member. So we said, hey, can we fire more, uh, sorry, fire, hire more people around? Said, yes, of course. So we started to look around. We hired one more person, then one more, and we actually plan to hire more people in Brazil uh, by the end of the year. And uh, did you why pay was that it?
0: first employee? Did you pay her to bring on new people? Did you pay her a uh, kickback? She
1: did not uh, bring us new people. She just uh, advised, well, shared a bit where to look for people. That's it. All the hiring was done internally. And what did she
0: say? She gave you company names to go pick people out of? or no, location. she basically uh,
1: gave, gave us location, like uh, don't hire in Rio or in other big cities because the pay grades, and we actually checked, is probably uh, two times compared to smaller cities. And again, since everybody works remotely, Let's find out with us.
0: Do you guys care about valuation right now, specifically your valuation? Do you think you might raise soon or sell a portion of the company? There is no other tool on the internet that you can use to get a better and higher valuation than FounderPath's new valuation tool. We have over 253 deals that went down over the past 30 days. All the revenue numbers, all the valuations, and the multiplier. That way you can go filter the data, find companies that are your same size, what they sold or raised for or at, and then use those as comparables in your decks to argue and debate and get a higher valuation and less dilution, which is the name of the game, less dilution. Check it out today at founderpath.com forward slash products. That's plural forward slash valuations. Again, both plural founderpath.com forward slash products forward slash valuations. What's a smaller city in Brazil that's better to hire from?
1: I don't know what the smallest one.
0: Well, what's, where did you hire your people? What city?
1: We hire from the north. Spell uh, that. We, from the north of Brazil. We have three cities. And actually, I don't know not a single name of the city. That's a shame. I'm just, I just know that our team is in the north. The north. We have live calls, but uh, I heard the names of the cities several times, but they never uh, stuck in my memory.
0: And the compensation you can pay the folks in north of Brazil is about half what you'd pay a developer if you hired them in Rio.
1: Uh, yep.
0: Wow, interesting. Uh, very cool. And so um, you mentioned back in, 20, I believe in 2020, you raised a five hundred fifty thousand dollars seed round. Is that correct? Yep, exactly. And what? what and, and have you raised since then or no? Uh,
1: we raised another round. Uh, and we actually did uh, the closure just a couple of months ago. Uh, we raised a late seed round, let's call it, at. Uh, Seven hundred fifty. Basically, this would be the money to help extend our runway until Series A that we plan to raise uh, in US next year. Because you know, this better than me. You don't raise Series A until you got uh, at least uh, one point five million, and we are very close to that one million. But we still need probably at least uh, eight to ten months to get as close to two million as possible.
0: Mm-hmm. So seven hundred fifty thousand dollars raised at what valuation?
1: Uh, we raised at uh, post money would be uh, 9 million.
0: And did that feel fair to you? Did that, why did that feel good?
1: Uh, that felt fair to us given the industry we're in, the situation we're in, the support we get from VCs existing and the new ones and how fast they were moving with the deal.
0: Yep. It's about 11x multiple on your current revenue. Uh, congrats on getting that yep. funding in the door. Gives you more runway. You mentioned last time that you were on that, you were burning about $30,000 a month. So you weren't profitable. Are you still burning capital today? Uh,
1: we're still burning capital today. And uh, actually, we uh, realized that if we want to hire developers aggressively, we will not be able to build product as fast as we need because the market is evolving. And like as we get bigger customers, we're going up market, We get more complex demands. And so we were not managing to get where we need with the small team we had in terms of development. So we actually tripled our our development team in size over the last six months. And so our burn rate actually increased despite the revenue is growing.
0: So are you burning like 100,000 a month now or what's your burn rate No, we're burning
1: uh, like uh, 60,000 per month right now.
0: Okay, that's 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 net burn, right? Yep. So your bank is going down 60,000 per month. Yes,
1: yes. So that's why we uh, got the runway.
0: Yeah. You have plenty of, obviously, plenty of runway. Let's wrap up here talking more about product, right? Because this is a very interesting product. It's a very interesting trend, which is, again, people moving away from cookies and more to first-party data. You are working. One of your four key customers you sell to are SaaS companies. You help SaaS companies understand why their leads turned into subscriptions. Explain how you do that.
1: Well, uh, we do that by allowing uh, the companies to see, A, the channels that drive them traffic, the channels that give them leads, and actually, which is more important to see the customer journey. Because for SaaS companies, that's uh, not like one touch point conversion. Uh, but typically, especially for uh, SaaS like RightTrack or even uh, with larger tickets, they get multiple touch points across different channels Facebook, uh, display ads, partner ads, referrals before somebody commits to even a trial and then to subscription. So Mm Retric allows uh, SaaS customers, we're just talking about them, to see all those typical paths that a visitor would make before converting to a trial. And then later on, since we combine um, on-site data with offline conversions coming from CRM HubSpot, for example, we can keep building uh, that customer journey into multiple conversion stages from trial to demo to initial sign-up to recurrent sales uh, so that uh, the marketers can See the best channels are the driving the best impacts. All their very cool, Vlad. Of channels,
0: this makes tons of sense, guys. If you want to check it out, it's RedTrack.io. Highly recommend it, Vlad. We're out of time. Let's wrap up with the famous five. Number one, what's your favorite book?
1: Uh, my current favorite book and probably still the favorite book for the last year. It's even here. It's uh, Extreme Ownership.
0: Extreme Ownership is a good one. Number two, is there a CEO you're following or studying?
1: Um. I used to study a couple of them. Uh, now I'm more, or I can't tell them, See, I'm just uh, learning from many people in the niche. So when I have a problem or a question, I reach out to the VCs or to the community we have. I ask that question and I get advice, whom to talk to who would give uh, me the best solution. So that's why I say the uh, advice that sticks most in my memory would be my talk with Compatera CEO, Uh, six months ago when he helped me reshape our approach to pricing by just uh, looking at our numbers and uh, saying me uh, one phrase that your customer pricing is not a journey from lower to higher. Your customer should be in buckets. And that was like, wow. You're so right. And we uh, shaped our pricing completely. Guys, th-
0: there you have it. Pricing should not be a journey, it should be buckets. That's a good takeaway there, Vlad. Number three, what's your favorite online tool for building Red Track?
1: Um, uh, my first online tool would be actually uh, Google Drive because Google Drive. I have Number the docs, uh, slides, everything.
0: Number four, how many hours of sleep do you get every night?
1: Um, from six to seven.
0: Okay. And what's your situation? Married, single kids?
1: Uh, uh, two kids in a partnership.
0: Okay, good. And uh, how old are you? Uh,
1: oh, hold on. Uh, this year I'll be 43.
0: 43. Last question. Yeah. Something you wish you knew when you were 20.
1: Uh, I wish I would not quit my first, uh, own business.
0: <laughs> Guys, don't wait. RedTrack.io helping SaaS companies understand where their leads come from. He's grown from just $30,000 a month back in 2019 to now almost $80,000 a month in revenue, about to break that million-dollar run rate. They just closed a six a $750,000 seed-plus round at a 9000000 million post-money valuation as they look to scale. Their team's based between Lithuania, Ukraine, and now also Brazil. They just opened an office in northern Brazil because developer salaries are 50% there, scaling nicely with their team of 33. We'll see what happens next. Vlad, thanks for taking us to the top. Thank you.